Hello, my friends. You are listening to Grit and Grace. My name is Taverly, and I am your host. I'm here to share my entrepreneurial journey with you, and we'll be bringing on some amazing women who've been helping me, mentoring me, and inspiring me on how Grit and Grace helps them crush it in business, relationships, fitness, family, friends, and all that good stuff. Now, let's get started. Hello, my friends, and welcome back. Today, I want to talk about mom journey. My mom journey and how I really see as a parent, your journey is as as a parent, is so closely related to leadership that you develop in all areas of your life. And for me to now be in the stage where both of my kids are launched off to college and there's this whole word called empty nesting that I have going on, I have spent a lot of time reflecting upon how being a parent has made me what I am in business. You know, I I started my company, you know, a year ago, it's called Corporate Cause Agency, and I work with businesses to help them develop really good partnerships in the community. And if I think about all the leadership and negotiation and grace that I bring to my business, I know that a lot of it has also come from being a parent. Raising children from infancy to adulthood takes a whole lot of grit and definitely a lot of grace. And I think that if I would have asked myself that question, percentages of grit and grace, it would literally have changed every day, depending on who slept, who didn't sleep, who was eating properly, who wasn't eating properly, you know, who I wanted to throttle, who I didn't want to throttle, and if they were snuggly that day or not. So it changed with the wind. But I think that a lot of grit and grace that we have in our lives, as especially as women, because this is, this is primarily going to be about my mom journey. So I'm going to focus on it from the female perspective. And when I say moms, it doesn't matter to me if you gave birth to your child, if you adopted a child, or if you, know, you blended a family and, and started raising a child. To me, those are all the same things. There are ways in which a child anchors themselves into your heart. Because that's a really big thing. When you become a mom, you learn or you immediately learn how to care for somebody else more than you care for yourself. And that's a pretty tremendous experience. And, and for me, this is what I want to share with you today is what, I, what I've learned, the things that I've, I've gained um, since reflecting back over 20 years of parenting because I'm literally like a couple of months into not having children in my home every day. And it's been a big change, but honestly, it's been really amazing. And I'm going to talk about that. So let's go back to a really beautiful day in June of 2001. My daughter was was one. She was born in, in 2000, June of 2000. And I woke up this day in June and the sun was shining and I could smell coffee brewing and it was beautiful out and my, my littles were sleeping and I remember it like it was yesterday. It's clear as if it was happening right now. I was actually preparing to take my daughter Hannah in for surgery as one of her intestines had become strangulated inside of her umbilical hernia. And this this is scary. This is a life-threatening issue. And in fact, it had happened a couple of months before. And when we got treatment at Sick Kids Hospital, where I lived near Toronto and at the time, uh, they told me that in a hundred years of history of Sick Kids Hospital, it had happened like a handful of times. So they were they fixed it at the time, and and the hole was still there. Her umbilical cord didn't close, and they said, "Oh, it's no big deal. It's not going to happen again," and so we left it. 
And sure enough, two days before this fateful day in June, um, it happened again. So I knew that we needed to, or you know, they had prepared me that we needed to take her in for surgery to have this corrected. And it's serious enough that I had the personal cell phone number of one of the top specialists and surgeons in the country who knows all about these beautiful babies who umbilical cords and the attachments don't actually heal on their own. And so the second time happened, so we needed to take her in for surgery. So there I was on this sunny day, while everyone else was going about their business, I was dressing my baby, I was fasting with her, and I was preparing to hand her over to a large team of total strangers that were gonna put her to sleep and cut open her stomach. And you know what? It was actually her birthday. It happened, the surgery happened on the day of her birthday. To say that that was a profound moment in my life would be a grave injustice to the type of experience it was into the soul of my being as a mother. It was a true test of faith faith that she was meant to be with me, faith that I had time left with her, that I had time to still love and teach her, and faith that she was made from my flesh and bone and that she could withstand any storm, even at 12 months old. Because at that stage in my life, I had withstand a ton or withstood a ton of health issues and challenges in my life. And I just had faith that she comes from strong stuff. But those were the longest six hours of my life at that time. And I have absolutely no idea where the ability to cope and stay like in an upright position and not cave into like a black hole of rage. I, I don't know where that came from. It could be that for months previous to that, my son, who was two and a half at the time, had had several partial seizures. And by several, I mean hundreds. I was already intimately familiar with this sick kids hospital and I'm pretty sure the Starbucks lady knew me as one of those crazy mamas who in the middle of the night would be wandering the halls muttering to themselves in my own pajamas and slippers um, just grabbing a much needed break to move a little bit in between you know for him seizures and MRIs and long stays in the epilepsy monitoring unit so yeah I had some experience in the area of putting my emotions on the shelf and getting through trauma. And my daughter came through that surgery like a champ. And exactly one year from the date and time of her birth, we were in a different hospital celebrating her life all over again. I mean, wow, that was, that was a big day in our lives. And I still talk with my daughter about it because I want her to understand that that day was a day of faith. But you know what, this is my mom's story and it really isn't that special because you know what, this is, this is common. As moms, we face huge amounts of challenges all the time. And this was exactly how it was supposed to be for her to learn, for me to learn. But it's so much the same as what other women go through. It doesn't matter how you came to be with a child in your life. You know, that, that love, that deep connection, and that, I say it's like a string directly to your heart. It starts and it never goes away. But it's definitely like long periods of extreme joy, sprinkled with a total lack of sleep, and the occasional, oh my God, who is this devil, and what have I gotten myself into? But also with moments of the greatest fear a human being can ever experience. And that's the experience of losing a child. 
And I didn't have to experience that. And I thank God every day that I am so blessed to have my children with me because I know parents who have lost their children. I've seen it happen. I've seen children die before they're born. I have friends who have lost their children before they've made it to adulthood. And those are some of the greatest fears and experiences that I believe a human being can ever go through. And the fear of experiencing that or having to go through that is like no other. And it's innate. It's unconscious. It's soul-wrenching, this fear. And it doesn't exist really in any other area of our life. I mean, if you don't have children, you might have this connection with another human being that you feel that way for. But honestly, it's not really the same. And I tell all of you this because I truly believe that the hardships we face as parents, especially for me, the growing pains, the teenage hatred of you, (laughs) um, the slamming doors, and you know, the contradiction of 17 year olds that still want to snuggle with you at night on occasion, but the next day literally hate your guts. (laughs) All of these experiences up to the day you go through it and as they grow, I find myself now in a day where I look back because my kids have just moved out. I think it prepares you for deep pain and worry, but not always in a negative way. It, it stays with you with that string that's tied to your heart and that string stays no matter if they're two hours away, five hours away, a different country or down the road. That string to your children stays there and it resides like deep in your soul. Now, I know I'm not speaking for all female relationships with their children and I know that many men also feel this exact same way and develop this deep undying connection with their kids. And there are all kinds of parenting models like adoption and blended families and these other ways children take ownership of your heart. And I'm talking about all of this. It's the same. So here are some of the things that I've learned and what I'm reflecting on since my second child moved to college. Number one, that I made it. That the exhausting days of raising young children are behind me. Hallelujah. (laughs) These two human beings that my body grew and made inside of me have turned into two young adults with their own paths ahead. I made it without too many gray hairs. Well, not yet. (laughs) And most importantly, I made it to a place where I can totally reflect back on these 20 years of my children's lives and my life and how it impacted me as a parent what it was like to be a leader of your children because leadership skills actually grow at home you know you have to you have to teach you have to have empathy you have to understand but you also have to be firm and and stay true to the things that matter to you as a parent even if it's different than your neighbor or your friends or your siblings you have to be a leader of your household and it carries through all parts of your life and i made it through that and i learned so much And I know that, let's go into number two, okay? I know that I understand now that it felt a lot at the time like a lot of sacrifice as a woman. I sacrificed my career. I sacrificed my me time. I sacrificed sleep. I sacrificed doing the things that I love to do. Now, not always on a scale, but you sacrifice and you compromise to give your children the best of you. And it teaches all of us, especially as women, that it really was never about sacrifice. Now, looking back, the second thing that I really reflect on is that it was never a sacrifice. It was a gift. Being given the gift, the extreme honor 
of raising children is something that a lot of women and men strive for and never get the chance to do it. So what a gift that is. But it didn't always feel like that. Those late night you know, illnesses, or in my case, a lot of time at hospitals when they were young, or the worry the first time you saw your kid get their heart broken because they fell in love at a young age and didn't really know what it was, but they knew and it hurt them. All of these things are really just gifts that we got to be a part of. Number three, I reflect now, I look back and I know that I actually enjoy being on my own. I know, it's crazy. I like having the ability to focus on building my business, Corporate Cause Agency. It's like my new baby. (laughs) And it feels so good to be able to plan my own direction in life. You see, I have been a single parent on and off for most of my kids' lives. Even when I remarried, I was still the primary child-rearing person in the family. That's been me. That's been pretty much all of my adult life, 20 years. And you know what? I've never actually lived alone or made any decisions that were just for me. And honestly, it's amazing. You know, many of you may have had these sort of self-fulfilling years in your 20s or your 30s, but I didn't. I was raising kids and I was working and I was navigating life and, and really growing up all at the same time. And it was with a lot of challenges. So yeah, this is a special time for me as a woman and as a business owner, and I love it. Number four, I like my kids. I actually like them. I've been thinking about this a lot recently because my son was um, home visiting on fall break and we had some great times together and it was not stressful and it it was contemplative and we had great discussions and we talked about world issues and his path and what he's learning in school about business because it's really interesting that since I started my own company, my children are very involved in learning what I'm learning. They're taking classes at school and we're having discussions about different issues in business and what the future looks like with technology and how much it's going to change all of our direction. So I like it. And I don't mean I like my kids because I love them. You know, we are genetically and emotionally so tied to our children that that's a given. We love our kids. But I mean, I like their kindness. I like their thoughtfulness. Uh, My son, you know, his drive to setting his own future in a direction of achievement, but also his fun and playful side. He has more kindness and empathy than half of the adults I know. And my daughter, oh, she's my heart. And yet she's also a whole lot of my sass, but her personality brings joy to those that know her and she is so strong. So I like them as people. And that was not something I really thought about. You know, when we strive towards raising kids when they're young, you know, there's a lot of basics you look at. First, when they're young, you know, you just hope that they're not going to like keep hitting each other with toys or keep stealing the car from their friend or that they're going to learn how to sleep and, and eat properly. And then, you know, learn to be, you know, good teammates in sports or how to be studious in school and how to socialize and interact. And, you know, we focus on learning to not, you know, steal, lie and, and cheat. Those are all top things that, you know, hopefully we all strive to raise them as good people. But you never think about what it would be like when they're an adult and you sit across the table from them and you want to like them. You want to enjoy time with them. And I think that that's I think that that's really important. So number five, I reflect that the faith in them and what I've taught them has really allowed me to feel safe right now. I feel safe in sending them out into the world to make their own mistakes, to spread their own wings and find their own joy. 
although I never really was a helicopter type of parent, and I, I know that some of the important things that they needed to learn, I they needed to learn it like I did, through experience, making mistakes, and learning how to solve those problems. I didn't always make it easy for my kids. In fact, I can remember several times when my kids were young, I, you know, I, I was told once that I was militant because I made my kids go to bed at a certain time and they weren't allowed out of their rooms, not for water, not for potty, none of those things. And those types of rules that I made it stuck with me for a long time and it didn't necessarily make me the most popular parent in fact I felt like a different kind of parent because when my kids were like six and eight they had to do their own laundry they had to put it away they had to keep their rooms clean you know a few years later they had to start packing their own lunches they once they could drive they had to learn how to grocery shop they had to learn how to budget you know I they were a contributing member of our household and I think that that faith in teaching them how to solve problems and how to come up with creative solutions has brought me a safe feeling knowing that I can send them out there and know that even if they don't have all the answers and even though I know they're going to make a ton of mistakes that they're going to be able to reflect on how to find the solutions so you know I I don't need to hover even though I miss them and I'm, I'm sad when they're not around but I know I don't need to hover it's an interesting thought to know that when you raise resilient and independent, but yet far from perfect children when they're young, that it carries over so much to adulthood. I mean, I kind of wonder, maybe I should have raised them to need me a little more. Maybe I'd, I'd see them more. No, I, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't wish for that. Um, so these are the things that I've been reflecting on since, you know, since I am now what people call an empty nester. And I don't really like to think about it like that. I, I feel like my kids have gone out to spread their own wings, and you know what? I've done the same. This isn't an empty nest time. This is a rebuilding of all of our own individual nests. And we're now a group of three, all supporting the growth of each other. My business, my children know that now, I want them to be a part of it as they continue to grow, but if they would like to develop their own businesses or careers, we're all kind of in this together. And now when we spend time, it's like full of joy and celebration about how grateful we are to have each other. So I urge you as parents to think about this stage that I'm at and how you want your kids to be when you're where I'm at and you're launching them out into the world. Take some time to reflect on what values you know they are going to need to survive the ups and downs of life because really all the challenges we have gone through as, as women and as parents, you know what, they're going to go through it too. So giving them the resilience and the ability to handle life, you know, it's, it's worth thinking about it if your kids are still young. And you know what? Keep being your amazing self. Pursue life with a vigor and show them how every challenge, whether it's health, family, job, career, marriage, or all of the ways in which difficulties and, and celebrations can happen, let them live it with you and through you and learn from you and grow. Let them see your values and help them determine what their own values are going to be. Because you know what, my friends? That will be the greatest joy you will have is when your children begin spreading their own wings like mine are and you're spreading yours in a new way and you can all reflect back together and say, wow, these are huge mistakes that we made, but look where we are today. 
or huge challenges or look at all these amazing things that we got to experience together because my friends I'll tell you one day your children are going to they're going to launch they're going to launch out on their own and like it or not when that age comes by that time they've got what they've got so if you have young kids take advantage of it now if you have teenagers Oh, my prayers are with you. Good luck. <laughs> Just know that they're, they're, they do come out on the other side. Stay the course. And my friends, I want you to go out and be fierce. I hope you liked this, this podcast. I wanted to share with you um, because I know I've talked a lot about and, you know, Mandy and I have talked a lot about being an empty nester and it's a really interesting time in my life. And I wanted to share with you the things that I've learned and what I wish that I could have learned, what I could have learned back when mine were still young. And sometimes I know it's hard to even find a breather to say, oh, I'm going to reflect upon what I want my children to be when they launch. I know that that might be far-fetched at times, but it will flitter through your mind when certain things come up and they start to find their independence and they start to find their voice. So if you like this podcast, please make sure that you go and visit me on Facebook. It's Grit and Grace Podcast. My name is Taver Lee. You can find me on Instagram as well, which is T-A-H-V-E-R-L-E-E. And if you're looking for more information on my company and the services we provide, you can find us at corporatecauseagency.com. Until next time, go be fierce, my friends.